0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Time now for us to catch up for our regular fortnightly kōrero with Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins who joins us on the line now. Morena, Aaron, lovely to have you with us again. Sure, good morning. Uh, first off, um, perhaps we should just acknowledge um, the real tragedy that uh, occurred out on the tairi and of course the city's been, uh, like other parts of the country, facing some pretty wild weather. Um, a very shocking reminder that we need to take care at times like this.
1: Yeah, absolutely uh, heartbreaking news uh, yesterday morning, um, it's, it's never the news you want to wake up to and, and certainly uh, all our thoughts are uh, with uh, the and friends of everyone involved in that tragic accident out in the Silver Stream.
0: You um, satisfied that the uh, city's infrastructure is uh, set up well enough to cope with these inundations now because it wasn't t- too bad, there was some flooding in some um, discreet parts of the city but uh, all in all not too bad?
1: Yeah, the infrastructure uh, largely held up, and and, and that's always, in these instances, a combination of good planning and good fortune. We can't control how much rain falls and where it falls and and over what period. But, um, yeah, as you say, some some localised surface flooding and a few road closures, but by and large, a touch wood hasn't quite stopped raining where I am, uh, but it does seem to be easing off, and, and we do seem to have come out the the other side of this, without any significant, uh, any significant or widespread damage.
0: Yeah, forecasters tell us that we should expect the rain to ease off around about lunchtime today. We might even have a little bit of a, a break in it for a while. Some showers forecast for tomorrow, but hopefully not too heavy. Um, Aaron, I wanted to catch up if we could uh, about uh, one of the uh, hot button topics uh, on the social media at the moment. Certainly among the Dunedin music industry, and this was the uh, the, the news uh, that came through. Uh, last week uh, about um, the DCC having approved a four storey retail office and apartment building in Rattray Street right next to the Crown Hotel that immediately um, alerted uh, those in the music uh, business locally and uh, those who have been watching with interest some of the conversations that have been happening between the arts sector and the Dunedin City Council about um, the potential impacts of these kinds of developments. Obviously, the chief concern with uh, the Crown Hotel being, I guess, uh, pretty much the, the home of live music in the, the city at the moment, that um, mm-hmm. you know, what potential there might be for um, problems around an apartment. Complex right next door. You, um, I think, the day after that news broke, um, immediately said we can't afford to lose this one, referring to the venue, and that you flagged some issues with council staff. Uh, What does that mean? What did you do?
1: So I think what's what's important here is that um, it's not so much that council approved the development to go ahead. Uh, The 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 area that area of Rattray Street is zoned as part of the cbd and and within that zone uh, there are a range of activities uh, that people can undertake among them uh, residential and and hospitality and retail uh, and uh, and so on so uh, it, it wasn't asking to do anything that wasn't permitted by the by the rules um, and and that is that is important. The other thing that has changed. In the new district plan, is that for the first time we have uh, acoustic insulation standards that are set up to avoid what is called reverse sensitivity effects, but essentially just means um, people, you know, stopping people from moving in next to noisy activities and then complaining about the noise. And uh, for many of us, uh, the memory of um, the demise of Art Cafe is still uh, all too uh, relevant here, which was a very similar scenario, but uh, done under. Uh, a different uh, under a different framework. So uh, the first thing to do was to to figure out uh, what was being proposed there and, and under and under what rules. And so uh, that will be assessed at the time of building consent. And if that building doesn't meet those standards, uh, then uh, then it won't be granted building consent. It's a separate conversation as to whether or not those standards are adequate. Uh, and 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 that is one of a, a number of recommendations that's been made. In a a planning report commissioned as part of the work we're doing with uh, the live music community, and and those recommendations uh, will be able to be considered through uh, the next variation of the district plan. That uh, doesn't—they're not retrospective, uh, so um, it's—it's certainly something that is worth looking at, uh, but uh, it um, uh, isn't—it isn't something. Uh, that would affect uh, this development, so and, and we have we have all sorts of competing um, uh, goals here. We want to encourage people to live in the city centre because it adds to the vibrancy of your city centre, and it contributes to catering to a growing population and uh, and and to our zero carbon goals. But we also don't want to uh, don't want a perverse outcome of that to be uh, shutting down the very things that make a city worth being in, and, and that is always going to be the tension. Uh, from a from a planning point of view, uh,
0: so a couple of things. Uh, the um, one of the concerns that's been voiced among many, particularly on the social media channels, has been around the fact that um, this approval was given in a non non as non-notifiable. So, is that the case that that that, that there was no opportunity for any party to uh, express any opposition or reservations about this approval um, to this point?
1: yeah the consent was was non was non notified and and the resource management act is a complicated beast, but it is uh, in in many respects fairly prescriptive about um how some of these assessments are made and what the and what what it would need to be um, asking to do in order for it to be either uh, limited notified, which is where they ask neighbors essentially um for for input or publicly notified, which is where, um, you know, it's all on for young and old and anybody can make submission. Uh, and and ultimately the assessment is uh, based on um, what is being asked for relative to the, the rules that exist. And, and, and as I said, the what is being proposed here um, isn't counter to the anticipated uses of that part of the city. Uh, and so the, the planners are there, therefore constrained as to how widely you can open up the consent process to uh, public submissions or affected party submissions.
0: It's just to many seems very surprising that uh, this issue about, in fact, some of the conversations that have been happening between council staff and uh, Save Dunedin Live Music, for example, Mm. have been around pointing to that very spot right next door to the Crown Hotel as being a potential problem for development later um, and potential um, for the problems that we've experienced and talked about before on this show and others. Around, for example, the the problems that uh, dog with two tails experienced, with and so forth, that was highlighted among those discussions as being that's the hot spot right now. Seems un unbelievable that 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 it's non notifiable in that circumstance.
1: I, I certainly appreciate that it can seem counterintuitive, but I, I don't know what. I mean, it's not going to be a vacant lot for the. Uh, and and that's not the most efficient use of the land either. Yes,
0: but apart- I that, apartments and, is a different thing, isn't it? It's to to retail well, business.
1: Having, right. So then you would need to set up a, a separate zone for those areas. And I know that these are things that have been suggested previously as well. Whether you uh, schedule your venues, i.e., you know, give give exist, give um, give the locations where they currently are a special place in the plan uh, and recognise them that way. Uh, or, cre- or you create um, other uh, bespoke zones around them. And, and while I appreciate that that may seem like the kind of thing that would fix the current problem, uh, the city isn't preserved in aspect, and you don't want to set up a situation then where people can't set up uh, venues or other noisy activities in other parts of the city centre because you've uh, constrained those sorts of things to being... Uh, in the areas where they currently exist and it is always, it's always fraught and, and we know that there's an increasing number of people who, who for whom living in the city centre is an attractive proposition it's not going to be for, for everyone um, and, and and look I, I, I don't have a huge degree of sympathy for people who move into an apartment next door to the crowd and complain about the noise and the way that people move out to the countryside and complain about the smell uh, which they somehow aren't anticipating as part of their rural uh, residential lifestyle but uh these are all um you know this this is a an ongoing conversation and and as i say that the the opportunity will exist to consider whether or not uh, the the existing uh and these are new so we, it's it's we don't um so it's theoretical at this point uh, whether the the existing acoustic insulation performance standards in the district plan are adequate or not for future development.
0: But they are the ones that will apply to this development.
1: They are the the ones that will apply to this development. So in essence
0: we've got to wait, let them build, see if there's any problems because there's nothing can be done in the meantime. Uh, I mean it will be up to the developer to to adhere to whatever existing standards there are. Totally uh, free I suppose to improve upon those standards if they wish to but if they don't they follow the, the minimum standards that are there. We then just have to wait to see whether the complaints follow.
1: Uh, this, that's certainly a fair assessment of the, of the planning options, but that isn't to say that there aren't uh, other avenues that council could pursue uh, and, and we have uh, for example uh, contestable funds that we set up for people to access money to do work on adaptive reuse of heritage buildings or conservation plans or all of those sorts of things so if council were of a mind, uh, were of a mind to uh, we can explore those Sort of things, and, and offer this and offer support either to the to the to the venue or the developer. In a in a hypothetical situation, uh, to be able to to enable them to go above and beyond what the standards might be, or to to contain the noises made uh, on their premises. So, I wouldn't want people to think that the planning rules are the only option we have uh, to try and uh, navigate this particular situation.
0: Do we know where the work that has been done uh, over the last couple of years, the conversations between um, council officials and those in the music and arts sector, is at? There is some talk of some plan arising out of that. Do we know where that is at? Yeah,
1: that, that work is on is ongoing, and and we're expecting to uh, to. See a, a, a draft of that. I understand later this calendar year.
0: Well, we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll wait with that uh, and with great interest, no doubt. Um, mm-hmm. Let's turn to something else. <clears throat> um, the uh, Dunedin City Council. This is earlier in in the month, and uh, I appreciate this a wee while ago, but we haven't. Talk for a couple of weeks, um, voted to advocate for out-of-classroom education providers that have missed out on funding uh, locally. I just wanted to to get some clarification on what that actually means uh, in terms of that advocacy. So we heard um, the news about uh, Orokanu Eco Sanctuary, for example. There were others in the city that missed out on some funding and the the DCC has expressed its concern around that. But what does advocacy actually mean in the situation?
1: Uh, So uh, I've had meetings with the Ministry of Education, mostly around trying to understand the the, the context around the, the decision making and uh, what that means over the next few years. Also with uh, the Community Trust, and earlier this week uh, we called together a meeting of uh, all of the oh, what, are, what have been LEOTC programs um, uh, to to talk about uh, essentially um, this is something that we'd need to deal with in stages. So there's a sh- the shortest term. Uh, problem is the fact that um, in terms three and four of the school year, uh, the museum and Otakonui and others have booked in tours for schools on education visits uh, under the and they've done that under the presumption that it would be free and funded for them to do that, and now it isn't. Uh, and so we need to find a way through that, uh, and then further really through until the end of the end of this financial year, uh, and then so the funding application process has only been on a. It's done on a three-yearly cycle. So then, what do we do to get between um, now and the next round of funding applications, if you like? And 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 what support can the ministry offer our our providers here and to uh, write stronger applications ultimately and and better align with the new criteria? One of the most frustrating things about this is that the decisions weren't made until I mean they were delayed and delayed and weren't made until June uh, and took effect in July, uh, and that didn't buy us a lot of time. So had they been made even in March, which was the earlier uh, deadline, then a council could have considered uh, to what degree we were prepared to support these programmes in the short term. Um, but at the, so at the moment they're, they're doing uh, working collectively to figure out uh, what, um, down to brass tacks, what the need is financially, in order to maintain uh, the services as they've currently been uh, through until the end of this calendar year and through until June uh, and then it's a conversation with uh, the community trust and other funders as to where that money uh, might come from because I've been around the Ministry of Education long enough to know that trying to get them to reverse the decision is a, is a futile effort It's it's going to be the, the city that, uh, that solves this uh, if anyone does in the short term and... So it's already a uh, constructive uh, conversation and, and it's certainly something that we we'll need to resolve sooner rather than later.
0: Just finally, Aaron, um, the Dunedin City Council's Planning and Environment Committee last week backed a draft program designed to enable South Dunedin to adapt to climate change in a way that is robust, transparent and inclusive. And uh, you've talked about uh, uh, us being... Um, careful to consider what role central government might play in that. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that?
1: So the South Dunedin Future Program is a, a joint uh, piece of work that we're doing with the regional council and the, the output of that will be a, an, a climate adaptation plan for South Dunedin uh, and that work h- has already been um, underway. The Sinclair St Kilda Coastal Plan is part of that. Uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of work has already uh, has already been started. Um, pulls it all together in a coherent um, uh, in a coherent program and sets out a, a timeline for for the the various um, for the various decisions to be made uh, and and like the clear St Kilda Coastal Plan, I think the success of that uh, will come down to uh, the way we're able to engage with our community and and build. The plan around their uh, values and aspirations uh, and and what they want to see happen in in that part of the of the city uh, and and it always comes up in these discussions you know what are the role for central government and and often that's code for who's going to pay for it um, but but I think we've got to be careful to to maintain our own autonomy in the in the planning sense uh, and then take the vision that our community has to central government and others. Uh, and and see how they can uh, how they can uh, help support that because I, I think once you uh, cede some of that control to to other parties, then you are at the mercy of and particularly in in central government terms, this is a project that's looking out over decades. You're at the at the mercy of changing political fortunes and uh, changing uh, political priorities of of different governments of uh, of different stripes, and and that is that is. Uh, certainly a, a risk, and as, as the, the the ODT pointed out in their editorial yesterday, there was a significant piece of work um, done post earthquake in Christchurch, looking at all of the things, and it was a huge um, uh, consultation exercise um, with tens of thousands of, or if not hundreds of thousands, of people participating in that. They came up with a plan for what the city wanted to do, and then government came in and said, "No, you have a stadium and a convention centre thing," and that is what we're trying to avoid. It's a different context, but it's it's this It's the sort of thing that uh, we can avoid if we manage to uh, control of the the work as, as as much as we can
0: so we can expect um, a good deal of community consultation over coming years
1: yeah i mean there's you know this is um as I say work that will take a decade but it's it's not. You know we're trying not to set off uh, any unnecessary alarms for the people, but we do have to be doing the the planning work and, and the and resourcing the the thinking around this and the engagement around this so that um when we get to the point of having to make decisions we've we've um had robust and and rational discussions about what they might look like.
0: Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins, always appreciate your willingness to join us here on ORFM's awesome morning show and talk through the issues of the day. Thanks for joining us again. We look forward to catching up again in a couple of weeks. Thank you. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.